1: Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Now, the New York Times says a lot of people missed out. For instance, they claim that late-night talk show hosts David Letterman and Conan O'Brien were cut from the guest list. But you know who they say was not cut? Comedian Stephen Colbert. (laughs) It makes sense. I am known for filling in when Letterman drops out of something. (laughs) And I know what you're thinking. So Steve, what was the party like? I don't know. I didn't go. And there you go. In in the massive scaling back, I got massively scaled. As soon as we heard, Evie said, "That makes sense. Comedians should be the first people cut." And I. I don't think she was just talking about parties. I think she meant, like, lifeboats and stuff like that, too.
0: <laughs> so uh, so Colbert got cut also? Huh. That's a snafu, isn't it? So if you have a... Uh, sh- sh- well, I'll start at the beginning. Surely they weren't naive enough to think the fact that Obama was having this big 60th birthday bash with all the biggest stars in the world. They didn't think that they were going to keep that quiet. That's impossible, right? Right. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, word came out they're having this big party, including the number 475, 475 people in the midst of COVID. Trust me, if Trump had had a party with oh. with including servants, 700 people at a mansion. Oh, my God. That would have been Endless commentary on the rich and out of touch and a super spreader event and all the other crap. But well, you remember
4: that uh, the press conference on the South Lawn of the White House, that was a a fraction of that number. That was just an outrage, a horror.
0: But so so you sent out the invitations to all those people and then you had to contact like a couple hundred of them. Yes. And say, I have 300 better friends than you. Yes, exactly. You're my uh, 350th best friend. I mean, you really are. Mm. But you're not my 299th best friend, so you can't come to the party. And or
4: say, look, we uh, invited a bunch of celebrities knowing that they would come. You were, uh, why don't we just say A minus list? So it's only A-listers that are still coming to the party.
0: So I did, so did you take from that that Colbert said he was cut? Because I'd, I'd heard he went, but he he didn't. Yeah, he seemed to imply. Well, he seemed to yeah, say he was cut. cut. That's what he yeah. said. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was cut. So was David Letterman and Conan Bryan and David Axelrod. The Axelrod, Conan, Conan, my birthday party, you're coming. Doesn't matter what happens, dude. You're in. All right. I wonder if he did segments like that? Let's say let's cut like let's cut all the late night hosts. Then that'll just so we're not don't invite one and not. I mean, it's kind of weird that he didn't have. Letterman there. He and Letterman have done a bunch of shows together.
2: Yeah. I screwed up.
0: (laughs) Um, And also Larry David was uninvited. Uh, Larry David famously of, uh, well, Curb Your Enthusiasm and the Seinfeld show. You know what I might have done is is uh, sent out an
4: email to everybody you would RSVP because I wonder if they use one of those like Evite websites or something like that. But I'd send out a note saying, "All right, look, we're catching hell for having too many people at this party. If you are if you're not sure you can come, or or you were leaning against it, or whatever, can you let me know um, as soon as possible? Because we're trying to cut down the list. So if you're like struggling with whether to come or not, let me know."
0: But don't you think for a lot of those people, I mean, that's a that's a that's a look at who I am sort of thing to be at Obama's party. Yeah, well, screw them. And don't most of those? So, well, yeah, but we're not the, one of the reasons we're not those people is we don't care about that. And, the, right. and most people listening right now, right. I don't care about that sort of thing at all. But those people really, really do. Yeah, yeah, humiliating, so bad. So bad. I mean, you got
4: to make up an excuse to save face.
0: Oprah's there. George Clooney's there. You know that kind of crowd. Sure, Sure. Jay Z and then Beyonce. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I did read that Obama danced pretty much the entire night, which I think was a. Oh, we got to grab the Tucker stuff for commenting on Obama's party. <laughs> It's pretty funny from last night, Hanson. If you can grab that, just like the only, 30 or 45 only, seconds. Only if it's not snarky. <laughs> it's incredibly snarky. Oh, no. And pretty funny. We oh. do not have time for this kind of silliness. But I was actually thinking that, uh, the whole, as much as I hate dancing, that whole dance in the whole party might be a good way to not have to go around and talk to all 300 people. Because <laughs> you pr- don't you have some obligation to at least say hey to everybody that that came? Just stop ah, yes. by for a, you know, a few words. How's your golf game? You know, that sort of crap. Yeah, yes, I hate the that sort of thing. It just makes me squirm thinking about it.
4: Oh, it sounds like a wonderful time to me. Oh. All those interesting people. What are you working on these days?
0: Yeah, it'd be great. Wonderful. Closed down at 1 a.m.? Uh, sensible. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here? Right and, uh, and then the traffic jam was pretty rough because I've, I've been to Martha's Vineyard and it's all tiny little uh, roads and there's no way to get in and out of anywhere. So I, I got to imagine it was quite the traffic jam of Range Rovers and those weird Mercedes uh, mountain climbing cars that are $150,000 <laughs> that nobody ever takes on the dirt. Nobody climbs mountains with.
4: Right. Uh, it, is that a ferry situation there, Martha's Vineyard? To get yeah. there and back, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, that, how, that had to be nuts, although I'm sure these people they have the in you yachts. or uh, Oh, planes. Yeah, yeah there's a yeah. private
0: airport that you can plane in on you. Yeah. But yeah, a regular that's... person, you take the ferry back and forth from around Providence. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Next there time
4: I'm invited, I'll know to head to Providence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Fabulous. <laughs> so, College America has reached peak woke stupid. They will never surpass the story you're going to
0: hear never stay with us from that's that. A, that's a claim, man. You're really setting the bar pretty high here. I feel pretty confident that uh, I'm right. So I'm not going to be let down when this... Oh, good lord, no! No, I, I, I'm promising you the moon. I'm promising
4: you that, like the moon shot, the Apollo mission, the, the polio vaccine. This is uh, uh, Michelangelo's David. This is the 1940 Yankees or 38 Yankees. This is the greatest achievement in woke college stupid of all friggin'.
0: Time. Well, I'll stay around for that. And a giant global warming report came out that had everybody uh, all uh, all, uh, all all flutter about uh, how we're all going to be up to our necks in ocean water soon. So we probably ought to touch on that at least. Good Lord. Yeah, you should probably let people know about that. Yeah, that's on the way, too.
4: The
0: Armstrong and Getty Show. Don't say a word. The woman most closely associated with the Jeffrey Epstein thing—that you've probably seen a hundred times in pictures with Prince Andrew, when she was like sixteen years old or something. Oh, one of the victims, yeah. One of the victims, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, she uh, yesterday she is suing Prince Andrew, saying that he participated in all the uh, the, the well the rapes because she's underage. Child rape. Um, Yeah, yeah, so he might uh, might be in trouble, and probably should be. Yeah, wow, wow, okay. I think she sued him, too, right? Yeah, yeah, she sued him. There's no way he hung around Prince Andrew all that time, went to all those parties for any other reason, is there? Hung around with Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah. Yeah,
4: okay. Yeah, no, no, I, I don't, well, I don't know. I didn't hang out with the guy, but I'd imagine you would get an idea of his hobbies, hanging around him as much as they did. He did. I don't. I don't know. I. I believe the the women. Honestly, um, I don't know why they would lie. So Jack had some level of skepticism uh, as to whether I was overselling this story. Let me tell you this, which would be a horror.
0: In uh, talk radio to oversell oh, something, oh, to tease something, it, and it turns out not to be as exciting as you said it was.
4: Modern media—I could give you a list of ten times the media oversold something. Number seven will shock you: <laughs> the picture of a woman with enormous breasts. Anyway, uh, I defy you, I challenge you—if you can
0: find—I li- I like the—I the, like the fake. You, you get fooled. There are actually, it says sponsored in little tiny words, but it's supposed yeah. to be a news story. Yeah. Real estate, the top real estate agents in your area, and it's some super hot shaker. It's hot,
4: dude, or whatever.
0: Right, right. What? Well, like she's historical, a real estate agent in my area? These
4: historical pictures will boggle your mind. And it's some old tiny woman with enormous breasts. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, where was I? Uh, yes, I challenge you to bring me a more ridiculous story of college wokeness than the one I'm about to share with you. The University of Wisconsin removed a 70-ton boulder from its Madison campus Friday. They removed the controversial boulder. That's a big boulder. It's an enormous boulder. After the Black Student Union and other activists objected to it. Chamberlain Rock, Jack, rests atop Observatory Hill. It's named after a 19th century geologist and former University president Thomas Crowder Chamberlain, whose work centered on glacial deposits, according to the uh, the bio on the website. So what was the problem with this rock? Was this geologist a racist? No, By the way, the rock is said to be two billion years old. It's wow. a two billion year old 70 ton boulder, okay? Rock was a rare specimen. Uh, Before it was installed on Observatory Hill, only about a foot and a half was visible above the ground, blah, 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 blah. It was believed to have been carried by glaciers from Canada to Wisconsin, and hence the connection of this Chamberlain fellow. They removed this 2-billion-year-old 70-ton boulder because in the 1920s, a single newspaper story referred to it using a racial slur. S- I'm sorry. A hundred years ago, a single news story written by one person used a racial slur once in the story about uh, this rock.
0: How did they, how, how is it used? What's the context? Do you know uh, that? The,
4: the, I believe it used a, a term of the time to describe a black rock. And used a a racial slur in that description. Okay. Careful examination of all the other coverage of it can find no repeat of that. It was not commonly used. It was not agreed upon. That was just one journalist dropping an N-bomb in his newspaper story a 100 years ago. And for that reason, the University of Wisconsin hauled away a 2-billion-year-old 70-ton boulder.
0: Uh, wow. Well, sure, do the college kids feel like they've really accomplished something and really struck a blow against racism in America? You read my mind. Going to make some serious difference there.
4: Juliana Bennett, a senior and campus representative on the Madison City Council, said removing the rock signaled a small tap, step toward a more inclusive school. This movement is about the students, past and present, that relentlessly advocated for the removal of this racist monument. Now is the moment for all of us BIPOC students to breathe a sigh of relief, to be proud of our endurance, and to begin healing. Proud of their endurance putting up with a rock. The university chancellor, Rebecca Blank, which describes her intellect, Intellect approved Chamberlain Rock's removal back in January, but school needed approval from the Wisconsin Historical Society because the boulder sat within blah, blah, blah. Uh, Chamberlain will get a new plaque in a building, etc. Student groups had also demanded the removal of an Abraham Lincoln statue from campus, but shockingly, university leaders rejected that request. Wow. It is a mental illness now. The progressive agenda is a, a self uh, imposed mental illness. If you, Again, if you can come up with a story more absurd than that, bring it.
0: I can't believe more people don't push back against it and just say, "Now nah, we're not going to. And let it die out, because it would die out. Because it's not a big deal. Yeah, oh, no, 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 not at
4: all. And these, these obsessed, woke students, this, this girl, I mean, this is really maybe the key sentence. Um, now we can breathe a sigh of relief that a giant rock that was once described with an unfortunate term a century ago is gone, to be proud of our endurance, having endured a two-billion-year-old rock. (laughs) You know what? Every human being who's ever uh, lived has endured that rock, too, sweetheart. Uh, And to begin healing from the presence of the rock, that's a mental illness.
0: Yeah. You know, something that actually could help heal America's racial divisions is if Tim Scott got elected president. Black guy... Senator from South Carolina, if 70 million Republicans came out and voted for a black guy, I would hope that it would at least tamp down some of the idea that it's a party made up of racists. But anyway, getting away from the racial issue, uh, whether or not this guy has any interest in running for president, Republican Senator Tim Scott boarded a plane to Hawaii earlier this year to go meet with tech titan Larry Ellison, who's one of the richest men in the world and a big outspoken advocate for school choice, as is. Tim Scott. Um, Ellison has contributed $10 million to an outside group aligned with the senator, a huge sum, even in the super PAC era, and the business owner's biggest known contribution in three decades as a political donor. Wow. So some serious heavyweights are throwing around some serious money around Tim Scott or possibly just issues he cares about because, I don't know, I saw Tim Scott in an interview the other day and he didn't sound like a guy that had any interest in politics whatsoever to me. He said he's not going to run for re-election as a senator. He's sickened by the idea that people that uh, get elected once and then just stay in politics the rest of their lives. So, I don't know. I wonder if he just
4: wants to become a crusader for school choice.
0: Yeah, you never know. You never know with politicians whether they're being straight up with you or not on that. Scott's behind-the-scenes courtship of Ellison illustrates how the senator has quietly become a powerhouse fundraiser and a major force within the Republican Party. The Pro-Scott Super PAC Opportunity Matters Fund has drawn support from consumer donors and it lists a whole bunch of names of people that you may or may not know. Uh, Republicans say Scott's ability to win support from divergent wings of the party could be an asset he could wage in a 2024 run. Yeah, well, this is all other people speaking on his behalf and no words from him showing that he has any interest. But we'll see. Hmm. That would certainly
4: shake things up, though. There is... A, a certain appeal, there's a power to the uh, perception that you've been drafted. You were reluctant. You didn't want the position, but the world called for you to run. I mean, so he might be playing it that way. Although I will tell you, Tim Scott is one of very few politicians. When he says something,
0: I assume he is being honest about it. I assume he's being straightforward. It's funny you would say that because I've got a quote right here. Bay Area investor Bob Obendorf, who has given millions of dollars to Republican causes over the years, Uh, and opposed Trump's nomination in 26, called Scott a rare politician you can trust to be good to his word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he certainly has that
4: feel. Uh, I would love to see him run. Um, I think he could actually uh, bring people together in in a, a unique way, what Biden was promising to do and then has been miserably incapable of doing.
0: Taliban's taken more territory in Afghanistan. The completely predictable is happening there. There was a major global warming paper that came out yesterday that we should probably lay out some of the pushback the wall street journal's giving to it it said we're all going to be up to our necks in ocean water by uh, by thursday
4: well that'll <laughs> be a relief because the other half of us will be on fire
0: yeah. so yeah. that's true that's true yeah. uh text line four one five two nine five kftc
1: armstrong and getty
5: Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for-product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.
4: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: We have a number of people who are not vaccinated, it's 90 million Americans who are not, and they seem to have a variety of reasons. We have to figure out how not we meet people in a mean way or violent way, but figure out how we meet people where they are, answer their questions, and let them know if you believe it was a lab leak in China, get the vaccination, that's how you get back at China. If yeah. you believe there's a health reason, hopefully the FDA approves this quickly and we can begin to address the concerns that, that clearly 90 million Americans have.
0: Yeah. So you get about a hundred million Americans, ninety million Americans that haven't gotten vaccinated yet. Um the, the the number of people getting shots is up quite a bit. Three weeks ago we were averaging like a half million a day, and now we're averaging close to three quarters of a million a day. So people a lot of people that didn't get vaccinated when there was you know plenty of opportunity out there. So it's clearly people have changed their mind. Mm-hmm. Their threshold changed for whatever reason, and I got to assume it's around the Delta variant and the likelihood of getting it. Now, more than 80% of senior citizens are fully vaccinated against the virus. 61% of U.S. adults. But for the whole population, it's just a smidge over half. I'm a little surprised to hear one out of
4: five oldsters are not fully vaccinated, honestly. Yeah. I
0: mean, 80% is great, but uh, 20% not is not so great. But it's only about half of America's vaccinated if you include kids. So what's going on with the vaccine for kids as schools start to come back? And um, I just saw something up there about making it mandatory for teachers to get vaccinated. That's being uh, talked about right now, which is interesting because the teachers unions were all about. We are not going back until we're vaccinated back when there was no chance they were going to get vaccinated. Right. And then when there's vaccine about we are you cannot make us get vaccinated. You can't make those leaders in the teachers unions happy. Unless you just keep piling money on top of their heads, I guess.
4: It's as as if they're evil.
0: It's becoming increasingly clear, writes the dispatch, that the FDA is doing the same thing with the kid vaccine as it did to the uh, regular vaccine in granting the shots emergency authorization for children ages 5 to 11. As the Delta variant rages the school year looms, concerned parents have received little guidance on how to keep their children safe aside from the updated CDC guidance recommending universal masking. Um, I think a lot of parents like me are saying, so is there going to be a shot for kids? And how how is it, is it a different shot, the same shot? And if it's a different one, how long is it going to take to get that out and around? And I was just reading that the CDC is overseeing a bunch of trials of uh, a shot. I can't answer
4: whether it's a different dosage or whatever, but they're, uh, they're doing the big trials right now in the American Academy of Pediatrics, which we just decried as charlatans and punks uh, earlier in the hour, um, is encouraging them to to go with the data they have and start giving kids
0: shots. So, but it's it, in progress. But if it's the same vaccine, well, that's easy because there's tons of it all over the place. And, man, they got nobody showing up for appointments. You take your kid and get him a shot today. But if it's a different vaccine, well, then you got that whole uh, logistics problem that we had at the beginning of this one that could take quite a while to play out. Yeah, if it's a different dosage, I don't know how that affects. I don't know enough about the
4: practicalities of the deliverant end. I mean, it's not like they got a big uh, vat of vaccine and they just draw the needle up and take as much as they need. But it's, They don't? But No, <laughs> they don't have a vat of vaccine. Although I do remember stories that uh, some places were given like three-quarters of a dose to save doses. Um, because it looked like three quarters was enough, or half, or whatever it was. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. But uh, coming to you soon, news about the
0: kid shot, and then the Boy. resultant fevered controversy. Yeah, I would say because uh, even I, and I got, I got the shot first opportunity I could. I got the shot, and I will get the booster first opportunity I can. I'm not as willing to give my kids a shot unless I'm pretty darn certain it's okay
4: and that the risk warrants
0: it. Oh, and, yeah, and, yeah. You got to balance that. How, you know, what's the likelihood they'd get real? My my son's best friend got it. He had a little bit of a fever for a day. Mm-hmm. Do you want to take a kind of experimental vaccine to avoid a little bit of a fever for a day? I don't know. Uh oh, okay. I thought you meant the vaccine gave him a fever. No, the the actual
4: event. Yeah, he got the COVID. Yeah. yeah, he got the Delta COVID. I assume. You know, getting back to Harold Ford's uh, quote there in the clip, and he's a reasonable guy like him. Uh, I don't you know, I often don't agree with him, but I think he's a reasonable human being. Um, he's right that you do have to meet people where they are and answer their questions about the vaccine, et cetera, et cetera. But the problem is a lot of the people Harold Ford might consider credible messengers are completely not credible to a lot of the people who don't want the vaccine. They're like four, five, six different constituencies of people who don't want the vaccine. And and who's your messenger? Who's your trusted? Are you going to
0: hire Alex Jones? Actually, what he said yesterday that I thought was the most interesting is how few people are vaccinated around the world. There are 100 countries that have basically nobody vaccinated, and then a whole bunch of other countries that have a small percentage. Hmm. And so the idea that we can stop a mutation from happening by getting vaccinated, that argument just doesn't work. I nope. wish it did. Nope. I nope. wish it did. Because if we let this hang around the world long enough, it might mutate into something vaccines don't work on. And then we're starting from scratch. But it's, it's exactly the same situation as global warming. We can do whatever we want. But if China and India and a whole bunch of other countries are, are not on board, it doesn't make any difference.
4: Right, and I've heard it suggested, and I think it's a pretty decent point, or at least one worth contemplating, that the idea of zero COVID is unreachable. It will never happen, and that goal will be used to justify all sorts of totalitarian practices.
0: And there's nothing you could have that's better, according to most studies, than the natural immunity from having had COVID. Right. So if you're going to go with that argument, I'd rather my kid get a mild version of COVID than get the vaccine.
4: Although this goes to show you how incredibly hard it is to figure out what's good information these days, I was just reading in one of your liberal uh, publications. It might have been the New York Times. Uh, there was a, an article by one of their main, uh, you know, headline news writers saying that, of course, it's still in doubt whether natural immunity is nearly as good as the vaccine. Mm.
0: So um, I think, who think freaking it, I, knows. Yeah, I think it is still in doubt. Um, the thing that worries me the most is all these stories about brain fog or your mind not working quite right after you get the COVID and the percentages of people have that. So maybe you get a mild case of the COVID, no big deal, but your brain doesn't quite work right anymore. That's, yeah, that's a big a deal. No yeah, that's no good. Mine barely works
4: as it is. Yeah, I can't afford anything. Any uh, further deterioration? Oh, coming up, um, some completely non-COVID news that you might find interesting. One of the viral videos of the month is being called into question. Stay with us, but first a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security. Did you know Chad and Eleanor Lawrence, who designed uh, Simply Safe? They're the inventors of it, did it in their kitchen because their friend had their home broken into and they realized home security systems are expensive. They're complicated. They drill a bunch of holes in your house and everybody hates them. And so they came up with something way better, Simply Safe.
0: And it is way better. It's one of all kinds of, um, Contests, you know, where a magazine or journalists or whatever take a look at the best security systems out there, and they name Simply Safe the best. That has happened a bunch of times. It's not the most expensive. It's certainly not the most complicated. It's simple, simple to order. You go to the website simplysafe.com/armstrong. You click click around a little bit and customize it for your home. Come see in the mail. You set it up yourself in thirty minutes. Now you've got access to fire. Uh, burglary help, medical emergency, whatever your emergency is, including if the emergency is even setting up the system, there's help. Yep, there are people there
4: for you. And as our listeners, you can save 20% on Safe's home security and get your first month free when you sign up for interactive monitoring service. Just go to SimpliSafe.com slash Armstrong, customize your system, get started, simplysafecom slash Armstrong.
0: Breaking Jeopardy host controversy we'll get to later this hour. OK, I'm not quite as interested in who the host of Jeopardy is as uh, some people seem to be. But no,
4: no, not really. You just tell me and maybe I'll watch it occasionally. But it's like kind I do of
0: interesting now. because we're in a time. You know how they couldn't they just couldn't get a host for the Oscars because anybody you name has got something in their past. That's where they are with the Jeopardy hosts. Oh, no. OK, anybody now I'm you interested. Name, you're going to come up with something. Now you got me. New Orleans Jazz Fest
4: canceled amid rising covid hospitalizations in New Orleans. They thought they were going to put it on. Now they ain't. It's the Delta variant. Uh, Louisiana, low uh, inoculation rates, immunization rates. Anyway, so that is off. Canceled. Uh, they mentioned uh, the Lollapalooza went on, blah, blah, blah. That's enough COVID stuff. Do you remember the video, the viral video? San Diego deputy exposed to fentanyl passes out, and his partner brings him around not once but two or three times with Narcan.
0: Well, with, the, with the point of that story being that the fentanyl that is out there is so dangerous, you don't even need to inject it. You just touch it and you could die.
4: Yeah, but uh, uh, experts are expressing doubts about the scenario now. And I'm not suggesting they're right. I was I was surprised to read this. This is from NBC News. Uh, ah, blah, blah blah Well, the sheriff's department stands by the video as an archive of what the one of the world's deadliest street du- drugs can do just by being in its present. Some experts see it as improbable, if not impossible, uh, the incident. They point to research that is yet to validate law enforcement claims that just being near the drug or touching it can lead to overdoses, says Ryan Marino, direct medical director for toxicology and addiction at university hospitals in Cleveland. We have a lot of scientific evidence and a good knowledge of chemical laws and the way that these drugs work says this is impossible. You can't just touch fentanyl and overdose. It just doesn't get in the air and make people overdose.
0: Yeah, well, this story was um, the cop had had rubber gloves on even. And still, just breathing the fumes or going through his gloves or whatever. Had him, had him gasping for air and near death. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't see how, I don't, it's hard to imagine either side having much motivation to fake this up. It's hard to imagine the cops wanting to fake this up. It's hard to imagine any of the researchers wanting to fake up that fentanyl's not as dangerous as we think. Because it's very dangerous.
4: Wait, there's more. Citing similar conclusions on skin contact from the American College of Medical Toxicology, blah, 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 Uh, they also suggested that panic attacks were at work and that hyperbolic information about fentanyl didn't help. You have people, including some cops, maybe cop trainees, who are convinced that if they're even in the same you know, zip code as fentanyl, that they will overdose and die. So people have panic attacks and pass out. Hmm. Uh, researchers at UC San Diego blame social media and the U.S. government for dubious information about fentanyl risks.
0: Um, but just so, you know, I, I like the truth. One of, As George Will has said, this always stuck in my mind, one of the core principles of being a conservative is recognizing what is. Mm-hmm. So I just want to know what's true. But I don't know how comfortable I am with some sort of let's not get too excited about the deadliness of fentanyl pushback. Uh, uh, well,
4: here's a gal who faces potential fentanyl exposure nearly every day when she hands out clean needles to addicts. Uh, I haven't had a response to being near the drug, she said. Uh, growing hysteria about fentanyl. <clears throat> but there
0: should be a growing hysteria about fentanyl. <laughs> not, well, not to the but point where you're taking the stuff. Yeah, not, yeah, not, well, yeah, but the, the, the fact that it's out there and practically every drug and can kill you just one, just one time mm-hmm. is all yeah. real.
4: Yeah, yeah. So anyway, as one uh, cop uh, summarizes it, the stuff's no joke, dude. It's super dangerous. Anyway.
0: So they so, had uh, one guy that they were they were talking about being the host to jeopardy a while back. What was his controversy? Remember some a tweet service or he'd made a he made a joke back in the day. Do you remember that, Michael? It was Ken Jennings, right? Yeah, and he oh, yeah. Had, he had made a joke, a, a, a so-called racist joke, but um so no, it was a joke against women. He said something about uh, f- fat chicks or something like that in a tweet. That's what it was. And so, sorry, oh you can't be the host. And he, he groveled and apologized and showed his belly and all that, but it wasn't enough. Well, you got this new person, Mike Richards, who is rumored to be replacing Alex Trebek as the permanent host of Jeopardy. He's been forced to address a controversy swirling around him because there were a couple of non uh, two discrimination lawsuits against the game show that he was involved in, where he may have hit on a couple of the models on the show. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't know. But it is the problem in the modern world of if you look at anybody's entire life, especially on Twitter or anything like that, going back to when they were children sometimes, you might find something wrong with every human being you come across. you got to get Jesus to apply for the job, or you're just not going to have a host anymore. They're going to have to use a
4: computer or something.
0: Yeah. And um, uh, here's somebody on CNN saying replacing a longtime middle aged white guy with another middle aged white guy isn't exactly a bold choice. So there's problems just with the fact that he's a hmm. middle aged white guy. I
4: believe the expression is STFU. Um,
0: by the way, we mentioned how CNN is dying. I haven't watched it in like 20 years, but Casey Hunt, I was surprised that she quit. Uh, NBC and MSNBC, because she has a show on there that's kind of popular. Uh, she is ju- She's joining CNN, so CNN's luring people away from MSNBC. Well, Ooh, they need to do something. The battle of the midgets. So, see how that turns out. Well, MSNBC's killing CNN. CNN's terrible. Oh, yeah, but that's okay. That's like being the world's smartest horse. Eh. Um, hey, Hanson, did you have any luck in digging up Tucker Carlson being snarky about Obama's party? That's worth playing at some point. It's pretty funny.
4: Also, on a more serious note, next hour, the incredible oppression. uh, uh, How do I phrase this? The, The way liberalism oppresses black America, as spoken by an inner city black clergyman. He explains how insidious it's been. I want to hear that. And it's powerful stuff.
0: We ought to get to the supposedly bombshell global warming report. And we have Tucker Carlson being snarky about Obama's party coming up. Yes. Armstrong and Getty.
5: Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.
4: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: So to determine what the new rules are, we're just going to have to go with Tony Fauci's previous statements. And here's what we learned. When large groups of maskless people without vaccine passports gather in one place, it is a grave danger to America, but only when those people ride Harley Davidson's. On Sunday, Fauci once again scolded bikers who were gathering for their annual event in Sturgis, South Dakota. Now these people are dangerous, Tony Fauci told us. Some of them went to community college, literally, and there are some who didn't go at all.
0: You should be worried. So, you know, Tucker doesn't need my advice. He's the most watched cable news show in America. But if he wanted to just do like celebrity snark, like to be a David Spade sort of person. Yes. He'd be really good at it. Yes. And he is being snar. Here he is being snarky about Obama's birthday party.
3: And yet we now know that when Barack Obama relaxes at his own house, it's not with intellectuals or even with people who can read books. It's with the kids he watches on TikTok. Obama passes around some high fives, throws on a pair of beige slip on shoes and the world's only gray Hawaiian shirt and hits the dance floor. It's party time. But wait a second, you ask a gray Hawaiian shirt. Is that even legal when you're Barack Obama? It is the normal rules don't apply to you. Remember that this is the man whose staff referred to him as black Jesus, totally without sarcasm. So when you're parting the waters and healing the sick, you don't get too hung up on the usual fashion regulations or for that matter, on public health regulations.
2: You're an idiot.
0: So what's funny about Tucker is he's got funny lines and he's got to work them into the actual content because he's trying to make a point about, you know, they they care about vaccinations with Sturgis, don't care at Obama's party. Sure. But he wants to comment on the Hawaiian shirt, so he's got to figure out a way to... Beautiful. (laughs) I got to admit, when I saw that picture, I did think, is that... Like just like, what is that? Is that a blurry picture of the world's only gray Hawaiian shirt? <laughs> uh, are we gonna? Do we have one more? Or? Uh, if you want
3: to, I suppose we could. If we so on time. Saturday, Obama's guests did not have to show their papers to get into the party. Unlike CNN employees, they didn't have to prove they were vaccinated. Unlike your kids, they didn't have to wear masks. It was like 2019 at Barack Obama's house. Like the whole pandemic thing never happened. The question is. Does Tony Fauci know this? And if so, is he okay with it? That's a pressing public health question. So today we called Tony Fauci to find out. Unfortunately, he was not free to do the show. He was too busy. He's a scientist. He's not into publicity. He was tied up doing another photo shoot for Teen Vogue, so he can't come. Our loss. Beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful.
2: Is that the best you can come up with? That
3: that reference to the
4: TikTokers, that reminds me. The newest challenge your kids might be taking online and the dangers of Uh it. Stay with us. A
0: TikTok challenge. He throws on the world's only gray Hawaiian shirt. Oh, I thought that was hilarious. Anywho, um, did you read any of the global warming report that came out yesterday or see any of the headlines? The headlines were breathless. Yeah, Yeah, the headlines. So we can hit you with a couple of the headlines and then the pushback from uh, very few. But uh, the Wall Street Journal has got some pushback, including uh, one of the people that was in Obama's administration who's been saying, ah, they're overreacting to some of these numbers.
4: That's because the Wall Street Journal is oil-loving greed heads. They don't care about the Earth, Mother Earth.
0: Well, part of that could be true, but mm. the fact that it's coming from one of Obama's people on, uh, on, on climate change is, is notable. That, among other things, if you miss an hour, go to armstrongandgetty.com.
1: Armstrong and Getty.